Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast, Season 3. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. And tonight, George steps out of the ring in Philadelphia and into the waiting arms of Travis and I as we talk about Rocky. <laughs> Hometown hero. Well, not for you. Not for me, but for you guys. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you were yeah. very excited to see that one building that we've all seen him run up the stairs george this is your first time with rocky uh i'm sure you're yep. culturally aware of the character yeah, how are you feeling tonight man uh pretty good travis pretty how good. you doing sir i'm doing gravy definitely gravy you how are you you know uh I'm yeah doing... no one ever asked how you're doing, <laughs> nobody ever gives any care to dan <laughs> a season three turning in a new leaf how is dan tonight you know what dan it's our New good. Year's resolution. Yeah, we're going to find out how you're doing. Yeah, care, hey. care more for Dan. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Hey. Mm. How you uh, doing? <laughs> yeah, man. Glad to be here talking about one of the all-time great uh, movies. Uh, I hope George liked it, because if he didn't, uh, what do we do? Uh, besides I learned something call Sylvester Stallone and, and ask him to convince George that Rocky <laughs> is indeed worth the time spent. So, George, first impressions. I mean, this movie is a... Um, a pillar of American culture. Everybody has seen this movie referenced on cartoons and, you know, every movie since then has some kind of Rocky edge to it. Heck TV show. I mean, guys, this is Rocky is Rocky. So George, you finally saw it. First impressions. My, well, first of all, the movie did not start off strong. It was, uh, it was dated. I mean, it starts Um, with a boxing match. And it was made in the 70s. What do in you mean by Jesus. dated? What do you want? There was a lot of, just, just a weird vibe. What, vibe is it, what do you mean weird. by dated? I guess that's really my first question. Like, did you expect them to make it in the future? No. Then how, I mean, what's your expectation for a movie made in 1976 to look like? All right, well, let me finish my overall. Oh, okay. Before, we, we'll, we'll get back to that. Um, Let's hear it before we fix you. At least, at <laughs> least in this movie, um, it didn't like last week. It took like an hour and a half to get to the plot. This one only took thirty minutes. They okay. actually got to it pretty quick, right? And I was, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. It was good. As soon as like Apollo Creed turns around, he's like, "I know what we can do." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, there's a plot right now." There's Shout out happening. to Carl Weathers, uh, my my oh, favorite person of the show from the seventies and eighties uh, period. That guy's awesome. Yes. I met him twice what very nice guy very he nice seems guy. really familiar to me like i, I because feel he's like... portraying muhammad ali basically <laughs> so mm. and you've seen him he was in predator you've seen him uh yeah i i'm throughout. sure i've seen him in other things yeah. he's in the Man- mandalorian which you don't watch he's in uh, action right. jackson which action i just love jackson. for no yes. like i love it disproportionately i shouldn't love yeah. it as much as i do and i cannot get enough of that movie it's his charisma he's like obama he's got like that thing he's very he's very patriotic he's very charismatic like somebody you definitely want to hang out with yes yeah for sure um so anyways yes they got to the plot pretty quick that was cool all of the things that happened in between that first half hour and the last half hour say you know the actual match all great stuff Mm -hmm. it was really good um, it's what I, exp- I, I don't know, I guess that's what I expected from the beginning of the movie. 
Um, okay. But I guess they had to develop yes. the characters. You and, have to get and a such, shit or you don't care, right? But no. I, it was it was just weird the way they developed uh, the characters. They were just like the dialogue was was weird and felt like forced, and it just it, yeah. There's a bunch of weird stuff. Anyways, they get to the. Did you feel awkward watching it? Yes. You were supposed to. Okay, that's right, what I so, figured. Yes. When I was watching it, I'm like, he doesn't like, I don't know what this guy is. Is he, he's not, he's, a, he's a, obviously a boxer and. He's a loser. Well. He's an absolute and total end of his rope loser. Right. And they and, have to show you that. And he doesn't, he does, he's not fitting in. It doesn't seem like what he's doing is what he's meant to do. Right. He's like the muscle for this, you know, loan shark. Who's not really even that good of a loan shark. He's a hitman with a conscience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not, not good a at hitman. It. He's a... But I mean, like, he's not a, a hitman, mob, but he's, he's mob he's muscle. muscle. He's a muscle He's guy. mob muscle yeah. with a conscience. Like, he, he gave that guy... It, it's almost like the guy owes... Let's say you owe me $800 and I come to break your legs. I loan you $500 so this guy <laughs> will not want to break your legs. That's <laughs> yeah. Rocky Balboa. Like, he's like, you know what? Here, take this money so that this guy can get off your back and then keep your nose clean. Like he's that kind of guy and they have to build. They have to show that through different things. Right. He kind of, he kind of went in there as like a negotiator. Right. Instead of like, but he even does it with the, the, the girl on the street. And then she tells him to go pound sand. Like he's trying to give her all this fatherly advice. And then she says, yeah. Hey Rob, she calls him like, a creep. Yeah. Creepo. Yeah. Oh, she creepy creepo. Yeah. Yeah. So th- that's just his life. I think that it's like you said, it's, it's, awkward but it's purposeful like it's it has to ha- you have to see his awkwardness his inability to interact with people then he finds this ugly duckling who <laughs> is basically a female version of him you know big heart but yeah. doesn't is just awkward in her own skin awkward in in society shithead brother like just all these things you have to see to get to what you get to Right. I mean, essentially, so, he's like a a less old Luca Brasi, kind of. Right. But you also have to see all that in the beginning because he's kind of a mirror of Mick. Like, that conversation they have in the in the apartment mm-hmm. is, is kind of like the conversation that uh, Kevin has with the old man in the church. Like, it's the, mm-hmm. it's yep. the moment where you realize that not only is Rocky a loser and aware of it, but Mick feels like he's a loser too. And his whole life has been, he's got n- nothing to show for it. Right. So you're basically seeing these two people that are the same person at different points in their life. Would you agree with that, Dan? Yeah, I mean, they, they certainly yeah. run parallel. I don't know. You know, they have different trajectories in a lot of ways. You know, Mick has made more of himself than Rocky's on any pace right. to. So, if anything, it feels like Mickey realizes, like, he only has a few years left, so he's going to try to replace Rocky, who he's given up on, with the other guys who have more right. potential. But then, seeing potential in Rocky because of this opportunity, he comes swinging back, but I think it's just he's, transactional. He's kind of like that dad that tries to live through his son. Yeah. Because he didn't accomplish everything that he wanted to, so he sees potential in this new blood. Now, 
Uh, Dan, I I disagree that that was uh that interaction was more like transactional because because of the conversation that they had where you know Rocky asked him what his problem is basically you know right. like what's your problem with me which problem and you know and he they go back and forth and he says you know because you you know you're the you're muscle a leg breaker exactly two bit lone shock no <laughs> that I think that like that shows that. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a transactional thing because he he says in that conversation that like he had potential and he's like thrown it away. Right. So he kind of like wrote him off. He's a time investment that never paid off. Yeah, like but Nick earlier in the movie when he him. takes the stuff out of his locker, I just feel like you know, if Apollo Creed doesn't come calling, Mickey's moving on because he realizes he's wasted his time with Rocky. And it's only yes. once Rocky's given the opportunity that he like comes around to like, "Okay, now maybe Maybe I think I've if Apollo Creed, I think if Apollo Creed comes comes calling for someone that Mickey really didn't care about ever, he would just let him get his face smashed in. See, I look at the 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 Skid Row bags. Mm-hmm. I look at that differently. I look at Mick as doing tough love, basically, yeah, inspiring these guys that are basically uninspirable and or so down on themselves that they don't they don't think they have potential anymore and he tries to you know when i was a kid you played football and you get that kid riled up and he's like crying and he's, he gets the snot bubbles and he starts like really getting angry to the point where he performs mm-hmm. he he you you've you've not militarily broken him down and to build him back up but you've gotten into his psyche to the point where he now wants to succeed to either prove you wrong mm-hmm. or to get your affirmation. So you could right. tell him that he's nothing, well, you wouldn't do this to a kid, but on the adult level, you know, you're nothing, you're never going to be anything, blah, 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 blah. When in your mind you think you can, he can, but you think right. that's going to light a fire under his ass and you're going to, almost that, dis- like for me when I was growing up, I always, my dad always didn't, for me, disappointment, disappointing my father, uh, him being disappointed in me mm-hmm. was always worse than any physical punishment. Right. So if Mick were to say to Rocky, which he kind of did, you know, you, yeah, he'd, yeah, you're he'd, a waste of life, basically. Yeah. You're a disappointment. You're, you're a disappointment. You're a waste. Yeah. Right. So he I, did. I read it that way. It, it was either like a tough love situation where he's getting the light and the fire under Rocky's ass to get him out of his rut. Mm-hmm. Or he really did mean to get rid of him, but the love that he—I think he has love for Rocky, and I think he sees him as not a son, but somebody. Um, he's like a, got a mentor mentality where he knows the potential because he yeah. shows it in the very beginning. He can, yeah. Uh, he gets angry. You can't stay in the ring with him. He sees that Rocky's got it. Right. It right. Just is unfocused. Well, right. and that—I mean—it does parallel the first fight where. Rocky's right. pretty meh about the whole thing until he gets pissed off with the headbutt, and then he lights the guy up. I mean, that, that's not an accident that that's at the beginning of the movie, you know? You're fighting for $20. There's really no incentive, technically. So. Unless you want to be great, and you have to. I mean, it's, it, I have trouble with, the, with fully like getting on board with Rocky as like this self-starter because all this kind of happens because the opportunity arises. Yes, you know, which I mean, that's human, right? So it's good. It, it's like a good story. 
Well, even when the opportunity happens, he still doesn't isn't confident in himself. He's kind of like sitting there, like when they're talking, they have the press conference on the TV, and he's just kind of sitting there. Like he's not, you got to see this. I'm so excited about it. He's almost like, he kind of thinks it's not a joke, well, but he kind of sees it as, I know what this is. Because yeah, and he, I think his, I'm, I, I think, I think, um, Rocky suffers from what a lot of people suffer from, which is like the doubt, the self doubt, yes. you know, whatever, and. You know how after you know the the first fight in the movie where you know he where he Spider wins Rico. and everybody is asking him how he did and he's like yeah hey, yeah I did good you should have seen you should have seen good. me yeah but like <laughs> you know he says that to like everyone but it's kind of like he doesn't he's like yeah I I beat him but he's nobody and but he's like you know he just and then it really comes to a to a a, a boiling point where. The the scene where he's with uh with Adrian in the bed and he's just like super doubting himself the day mm-hmm. before the fight. Day before the fight, yeah. He's like, I'm not even in this guy's league. I'm not even you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's basically, you know, sitting there like, you know, preparing himself to lose. Yeah. And then figures, I'll just try not to get knocked out. I just need to go to distance yeah. to prove to myself that I can. Right. Even though I probably can't. And that, um, spoiler alert, <laughs> is exactly how the match plays out. Right. The ending of the movie was very, 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 very good. It was very Philadelphia. Yes. First of all. Um, go on. Just that... <laughs> 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 the victory that Rocky won was a self a moral victory. Yes. You don't even he- really hear the decision. Philly loves moral victories. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, like, you know, until they actually won the Super Bowl, now they're like, you know, about real victories finally. But yeah, dude, moral victories. I don't know. I th- I feel like the uh who's the f- who's the football player that like walked on like a I was just practice? thinking about that too. The one that Vermeil picked Papali. up. Vince Papali, yeah. Okay, it's very it's very Vince Papali. Like we love him, mm-hmm. right? We like the the Philadelphia like underdog mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, Philadelphia is always an underdog even when they're not. And you know, we have this complex that, you know, being so close to New York and not being as just you know playing second fiddle to New York right. basically makes us gives us this like this like short guy complex right I mean that's what it is I mean Philly has like a short guy complex well I mean Joe Frazier's in this movie and yeah. Joe Frazier is the oh the yeah version of Rocky that he's actually the, happened. he's the real Rocky yeah right yeah. I mean there's Rocky Marciano and and then I can't remember what the fighter's name is that he actually based this character on uh but you know you have Jersey Joe Walcott mm-hmm. who's from our town he's he's legitimately from Pensalkin but they always say he's from Camden so okay uh Joe Cream what's his name okay. but Jersey Joe Walcott is the Jersey version of Joe Frazier and Joe Frazier is basically the story, you know, that, that underdog that succeeds and becomes the face of Philly. So that's all true. So mm-hmm. Rocky's false, but Rocky's 
like you're saying, that Philadelphia mentality, that gathering behind, underneath, you know, next to the supporting the underdog and all that stuff. Like that's that's all based in stuff that really happened in Philly and pretty much everywhere. But right. it's just it's such a blue collar town that it resonates. Yes, the collar is so blue <laughs> in in Philadelphia and well, you think about that time period. The, the Flyers were the same way. Like the Flyers were the the brawlers, the yes, Broad Street brawlers. They were the Broad Street bullies. Or bullies. And you would you would go to a Flyers game and watch those guys do their thing. Yeah. And then you go hang out at a bar in Philly and these guys come walking in and they have a beer with you. Yes. Like that was just like they, No, thing. no, no. They have several several beers yes. with you. Yes. Yeah, it's uh it's yeah, I can see why Philly loves it, although I'm not sure which came first, like you know, like the chicken or the egg. Is this movie like does it is it inspired by Philly or does this movie inspire Philly? That's a good question. I don't know cuz I wasn't alive. What was I this? think Stallone Stallone's from New York area. So I think he was probably inspired by the Philly mentality, but then he's from New York, so I don't know if he would take that I don't know, you'd have to ask him. Get him on the phone. What I'm saying is does is Rocky so beloved in Philadelphia because like Rocky tapped into something that was already there. Right. Or did he inspire Philly to be that way? Right. I think it's I think he tapped into something that was already there. Right. That maybe the residents of this area didn't even realize was there. Maybe. And maybe that's why it's so beloved. Yeah. I mean I don't know how it is out in Kansas City, but I know down near the stadium, down near where the Spectrum used to be, uh, where he did the fight, there's row homes, like right you, here in your backyard, you can see the stadium yeah. from your backyard. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just so, it kind of like the way uh, Green Bay is, where you know all the, pe- the whole town shuts down and everybody goes to a Packers game because the stadium's like right in the middle of town. Yeah. Feeling like you, bel- you belong to the city and the, the athletes belong to you. I don't know if that's in every city. I know it's not like a bigger I like city to, thing. I like to think that it isn't every city. Right. Because Philadelphia is my city. Right. So I like to think that my city is unique. I'm, but sure I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if it is or not. But you I know, think that's a thing. In the 90s, yeah. especially, and it, during the early Mahomes run, when the Chiefs game's on, if you go any retail store in Kansas City, it is dead. And if anyone's right, there, home. one of them's watching the game on his phone while his wife is dragging <laughs> him through the store, or vice versa, she's watching the game on her phone while her husband's dragging her through. Like this is just one right. of those kind of towns. And and all the employees at the store are watching the game on the TV in the store. But that is not right. that is not every town. Uh, St. Louis. But the next level. St. Louis. To that I'm looking is... at you. You lost the Rams because you guys don't care about football. They didn't care. Like, right. That's your fault. Mm-hmm. There's you a lot of towns that don't care. But with Philly, like you have, if you have a game going on at Philly State, or when the vet was there, you have a huge Phillies game going on, and you're having a cookout. You don't have tickets for the game. You're having a cookout. You go in your backyard to put the steaks on. You can hear the crowd, like the roar of the crowd from your backyard. Yep, it's, yeah. it's just really cool. So I think that that's part of the reason why. And Rocky was kind of like that everyday guy. And that's why mm-hmm. I think, and then Philly sees like the whole city, like the Italian market, 
and the art museum. He was living in Fishtown, like all these different things about him being, I mean, you could go down there today. You could walk down to Fishtown and go see that row home area where, where Rocky lived. Yeah. It's there. It looks exactly the same. I do. I did think when I was, uh, when I was watching there are certain shots, um, that's definitely like definitely Philadelphia, almost like it was pandering to Philadelphia. No, the I think way, he was just showing it off. The way, the way everything was yeah. shot. Like it was like very it, it was it was very on purpose. You know, the art museum, uh the uh, the bridge over the Schuylkill. Um like there was there's yeah. there was just certain shots where it's like this is this the is the Phil- this is Philadelphia. There is no other place this could be. Right. The row but, homes, uh, everything. It's like a tourist film but not showing you the historical, you know, the well, they did. The they had a things. they had a really great shot. I mean, the shot that um that inspired the statue, which is now at uh one the, of the three stadiums. No, the state the the Rocky statue yeah. is at the art museum right now. Oh, it is. Yeah, it was at the vet though, wasn't it's it? At the lower at lower steps area. You, it's not at the top of the steps anymore. Wasn't it at the stadium? It used to at be at point? the Spectrum. Then it used to be at Spectrum. The... Okay, the Spectrum's not there anymore. Right. They'd, then they'd it used to be it. at at the baseball stadium the vet it's not there yeah the vet and yeah. then i think when they built the new ones they put it at for a while but then for those that it. aren't from philadelphia the vet is veterans stadium yes no longer there neither is the spectrum right but the shot where if you look up the rocky statue he's got the hands up he's at the top of the art museum steps and you see down uh logan square i think it is you see Independence Hall. Yeah, you see Independence Hall. Not Independence Hall, uh, City Hall. City Hall. You can't see Independence Hall from there. Yeah. So, so Philly question. Where yeah. do I have to go in Philly to be serenaded by street acapella? <laughs> Fishtown. Okay. <laughs> Probably not now. My next time I visit Philadelphia, I want to see you guys. I want to drive to Blairstown, New Jersey, and I want to see acapella on the street. What? I don't think that happens anymore, but what? it definitely used to. Cancel the trip. I'm not going. Actually, hold on. Hold on. If that's what you want. Dan, it may still. My father sings in an acapella group. <laughs> <laughs> so I can make it happen for you. It's I don't know mine. if we're going to have a burning fire trash can, but. No, nah, I think that acapella is still a big thing. It, it's a big Philly thing. Around so, here, yeah. yeah. But I don't know if it's like hooligans doing it on the side of the road. No, it's definitely not hooligans. They're usually trying to sell you soft pretzels. I like the idea that this movie <laughs> appeals to a hustle. universal underdog spirit, but mm-hmm. does so with so much Philadelphia imagery that you guys think that you're the only underdog town in the country. I like that. That's mm. cute. Well, we're the best underdog the town. Be- well, eh. Yeah. Is the best undertown, underdog town the worst town? <sighs> it's the most consistently the underachieving, I think, is what you're looking for. Uh, so I'm saying it's a, it's the it's a New York Philly complex thing. If you watch this movie and then you watch uh, what's what's the uh, Invincible, you mm-hmm. watch Invincible. Yep, it's the same vibe. Yes, the same exact vibe, and it is because the things that inspired the movie Invincible that are real life character people mm-hmm. and situations. Uh, are the same things that inspired the feeling of Rocky. Yeah. So it's almost, you can almost think that Vince Papali is the l- real life Rocky Balboa. Right. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. And I was where does this, yeah. Silver Linings Playbook fall into all this? 
Don't know. Because I feel like these three are like connected. They kind of are. Yeah. They kind of are. It might. I don't know. I I, I got to see the new Kurt Warner movie to see if if uh, how they portray Dick Vermeil. <laughs> but we love Vermeil. Dick Vermeil in Kansas City. Oh, I bet. I mean, he's amazing. Granted, all we did was score points for like four years with no defense, but like, right. it was fun until the playoffs. Great. Then it wasn't fun. In the playoffs, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was fine for me. Because <laughs> usually the Steelers beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs uh, in those years. I enjoyed watching Dick Vermeil's pouty face. <laughs> Although I do love that man. The only thing that I'm waiting for in the Kurt Warner movie is to watch the crowds in St. Louis like dwindle after the first Super Bowl. That's what All I right. want to see. Unappreciative. I think uh, I think Kurt Warner's run is one of the earliest football memories I have. Mm. Like those, like I think it was like two years. Wasn't where he, he was like, like walk, really working at a Walmart good. like two weeks before they brought? Him yeah, out. he I don't was packing groceries yeah. somewhere, and then yeah, he's packing groceries. Yeah. They were just like, "Oh, hey, we need you to throw the the yeah. funny shaped ball," and he was like, "Okay, yeah, Super Bowl." Yeah. It's a great boom. story. It's like one of my earliest memories. So I have a feeling that that movie's going to have the same feel. Sure, but. uh yeah, we. I think the Philadelphia people feel that way because the city gets a bum rap. Sometimes it's deserved, but they they were always almost winning or possibly winning. Mm-hmm. So when you get that, the opportunity that Rocky gets is is so uh, one one in a million chance kind of thing. Like he basically Apollo Creed just closes his eyes and puts his finger on a name and it's just, he's like yes yeah, he liked, he stallion. liked his that's his it. fighter name he's got yeah, a cool gimmick let's get him in here he didn't know nothing yeah and actually the fight started out like he said very much like a show mm-hmm. you know he doesn't know it's a show he thinks it's a fight right yeah and um he thinks it's a damn fight yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love that guy um yeah it's it's great. That was a great turning point uh in the fight. It was I mean, yeah. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. They but yeah, he the you know, Apollo Creed his you know, his he was a he was a showman. He was like mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't taking it seriously and and I until that first punch. And I think that well, yeah, until he got knocked down, yeah. but I think that uh I think a lot of times is this, see this? I don't know why this is always going back to sports for me. Like, it, I mean, it's other it's other things too. But the uh, this is a sports movie, probably third. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Not, right. It's, it's but, a human story. It's a. It's a. It's it's such a good story. I think it's a, it's it's a human story, but I think it's a Philadelphia story. Yeah, but it could like Dan said, it could have taken place anywhere. I don't know that. Well, and I think I think what you're alluding to may be a lot of like post-Rocky, like you know. Yeah, I mean, you've uh, been around the pop culture for forty years now. Yeah, Rocky is home. I think yeah, you I guys mean, might yes. have adopted some yeah. of this movie that was made by a New York guy about a made-up guy who just happened to be from Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of deep-rooted nostalgia with this movie because of my childhood. Like, when I was playing football, I played from like 82 to 90 little league pop warner mm-hmm. and 
we would come out like we were undefeated like six years in a row. We were unscored upon like three years in a row. We like we were dominant. And when we had our banquets, my dad the whole season they would hand out cameras to like seven or eight parents, and the parents would just take pictures from first night of practice with our t-shirts and shorts mm-hmm. to the championship games. They would take pictures, and then my dad would sit up with like three other coaches for seven nights in a row before the banquet and build this slide presentation of the entire season to play at the banquet. And they would use the Rocky music for the songs to run the slides to. So when I hear these songs, not only am I having memories of the movie, but I'm having memories of my childhood of winning football games. And, you know, there's like, the sad songs from the movie with the championship type games. So it's like you're remembering, you know, songs, shots ending with kids with their hands up, like just like very celebratory. Coming to think of it, um, the one season that I played football. Maple Shade, we did that. We did the um, yeah, slideshow. You guys recreated that for for me. Um, Travis is my brother-in-law, but he's also like way older than me. (laughs) <laughs> so he was coaching me when I was, how old was I? Like, like 12. Yeah, I was like 12 years old playing football, and he was my coach because he was in his 20s at that point. Yeah. And before we were married. Yeah, Not I me remember. And you. Me and our your sister. <laughs> what's that? Not me and you. Yeah, no, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but we went, I think it was 10 and 3 that season. Is 10, is 10 games right? Yeah. 13 games, whatever. Yeah, dude, we got to the championship and lost. Yep. Just like Rocky. Then we had a slideshow. <laughs> just like Rocky, man. That was perfect. Just, just, like, like Rocky. just like Rocky. And you hug the other yeah. team and you're like, we got to do rematch. Where's your hat? No, we didn't. <laughs> I think we lost to Adco. Ew. Yeah. I'm just, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> you don't know this. But, uh, they were undefeated. They were. We played Adco during the regular season and they beat us. And we played Adco in the championship and they beat us. And we Word. had one other loss. Terrible coaching. At least you know where you stand with that team. Yes. So, I mean, that this music and the story just is, is like multi-levels for me. So I, have, I don't even have that Philadelphia feel. I don't really care about the Philadelphia feel to, towards this movie. I have my own personal mm-hmm. Philadelphia feel towards this movie that it really has, no, has nothing to do with me living in the area. This movie's a part of my childhood and my life because of those moments playing football and using the music. Like, we would come out to championship games, to the Rocky music. It was just, I don't know, it was just a different time. It was a weird time in my life where it's like, it's so vivid. I'm 46, and yeah. I just remember it like it was yesterday because of, like, when I was watching this last yeah, night, I mean, I yeah, the memories. music, Yeah, the music is iconic, you know, that's... But the story itself, too, like, you know, beating adversity, mm-hmm. you know, challenging yourself to mm-hmm. to go the distance. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it's that's the theme of this movie. The, the plot, eh, the plot is, yeah, getting given that chance to sh- prove yourself. Yeah, the, the plot's really far fetched. But it's really I mean, it could it happen. Is, it is. But it has happened in real life. It, there's a lot of things in this movie where I just had to say, like, you know, just stop thinking about it, just go with it. And that was one of those things. It's like, oh, really? We're just going to, like, pull some dude off the street? 
Why was Rocky's name in a book? <laughs> it was just, weird. There's a lot of things where I was just like... Well, the guy was a promoter. He probably had just the a registry list of all the local boxers, because that was the whole premise was... In a book. I want a local... Well, this was before the internet. How often did they print <laughs> this book? It probably was like a ledger. They probably had names written in no, there. No, it was a book. It was bound. Type. It had binding. Yeah, maybe they had secretaries that it typed was, it. I don't know. They had it a thing with the publishing company. Once a year, they get a really nice bound yeah, version. It might have been like a uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. They did that back. Anyways, then. doesn't matter. Uh, there was a lot of things like that where I was like, "Oh, you just, just." It's called sh- a directory, just and they used up, to print them every year. Shut up and go with it. And I did. I just right. I shut up. I shut my mind up, and I went with it, and it was good. The movie was worth my time. Yeah. It should be. <laughs> yes. Very much worth my time. And the Dude, I'm telling you, the first half an hour, I was not sure. What? I, I, just... I think it was the fedora. <laughs> May, I mean, the fedora and the leather jacket is not what I picture. My, I picture my Rocky in sweats. Right. That's it. Period. Well, you know? So I picture him both ways. Well, yeah. Well, I had never seen the movie, so I only know him. Right. I I only know him in sweats. What's funny is I I heard Stallone give a, a commentary on this movie once, and he talks about that. He talks about the leather jacket and the hat and all that stuff. How awkward it was. How he just well, he didn't... said he chose. He told them he wanted to wear a uh, what do you call it? A suit of armor. A sombrero. No, he said no. he wanted he wanted to have a character suit of armor for this warrior. Basically, is how he described it, and the leather jet. Like he's he's such a vulnerable person, mm-hmm. and that plays throughout the movie. Like he's 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 a, he's like a child sometimes. He's he's vulnerable. He's, yeah, dude, I can't tell. I mean, the first half hour, I can't tell if the dude's if the dude's really dumb or not. Right. Like, is he is he is he smart? He's taking a lot of or punches. Is he humble? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think he's two of those. <laughs> Actually, we get to the end of the movie, and I'm and I still don't know. Really? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because he asks her where her hat is after he got his ass beat. Uh, he's, he's, yeah, right. <laughs> it's a great line. Yeah, it is. Where, I did. Hat? I did notice she lost it too in the crowd. I was it's like, such oh, a she good lost story. Her hat, but she Even the, care. It's a good love story too. Like they these two. Oh, absolutely. Misfits find each other. Absolutely. Because of Paul, he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, the first conversation with Polly when they were in the bar the in the in the bar bathroom again, it's like Polly's like looking in this little chip of a mirror at his hair. It's like, dude, what are you looking at your hair for? It looks terrible. It's gonna look. Funny. That's it's gonna funny. look terrible <laughs> in the next scene. It looked what terrible does he in do the last after scene. He gets done doing his hair. He puts his hat puts on. Puts his hat on. Exactly. That's funny. Is it funny? Is it slapstick? Is it it's sarcastic? Not or it's, is it just? It just shows. Um, it shows that he's, he's, a, kind of a, I don't know if you could call him like a narcissist. He's kind of like, he's just so about himself. But he's such a loser. Like, I don't know if you ever met a person who is completely and totally thinks they're the shit. But when you look at them, you're like. Dude, nah, I don't like think he. I don't. I didn't get that. I vibe think from he Pauly. thinks he's, he's. I didn't. I didn't get that vibe. You know what I, I did know. think? When he seems pretty self-important in the first in the first uh, conversation that they have in the bar bathroom with the chip of a mirror. Um, I was thinking he's like, yeah, Paulie, his sister. Did he say to say that 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 chick was his sister? Yes. I was like, I'm like, is that? <laughs> did I hear that right? Is he talking about some other chick? Because that dude looks like he's about fifty. Mm-hmm. 
And she doesn't look 50 at all, like maybe like she's supposed to, like 30, right? right? And I'm like, that was like a weird, bad character choice, actor choice. Well, I mean, you can have an old, like I had guys in my class that were graduating with their uncles. It's like, not, it, it's yeah. an Italian thing. Like you have so many family members whoa, whoa, that sometimes whoa, 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 whoa. you, <laughs> sometimes you go. Back up. <laughs> I, know, I know a couple guys that are Italian. They're actually uh, two years younger or older than their uncles. Okay. What is so, having, what is being Italian have to do with that? Well, Anyways, it her being that age and him being that age, she's basically taking care of him. She's, she's only six years on, younger than him too. And the actors, in, she's in only six life. years younger. So, Okay, so she seems way younger than him, and that was kind of like a little bit of a problem for me at first, and that was another thing where I said, just stop thinking about it and go with it. <laughs> but these are not things that you have to like look past. Like These are good character uh, plots. And, are and they, though? Yeah, they kind of are. A good character plot? I don't know, George man. saw have- Rocky on the ice without skates, and he's like, just ignore <sighs> it. This movie's just, ignore just a movie. <laughs> We're going to get through it. Because you can't sing and dance. Oh, bro. You know, bro, <laughs> he's not exactly. wearing skates. <laughs> Is he really going to let him on the ice for five minutes? Like, these are things that are important. <laughs> I have my story. stopwatch out there. We're only on the ice for seven and a half Time. minutes. Gosh. Three minutes. Um, that was the most awkward scene in the whole movie. By design, I know it's supposed man. to be. It's, it's supposed, supposed to be. To be. He's he's walking on the ice like an idiot, even though like putting on skates would be idiotic too because he's that's he's not about that. But obviously he's doing this for the for chick her. because, okay, so I get that he's like he's he's being vulnerable, right? Yeah. So whether you're on shoes or on skates, you look like an idiot, and you're gonna do this for her. That's cool. The entire time he talks about fighting, which she's obviously not interested in. And it's very awkward, and I'm like... I think she is interested. At what point... No, she's not. At what <laughs> point I'm thinking, I'm, I'm like, I know they're doing this on purpose, but they're really, really laying it on thick. At what point is he, is he going to ask her a question about herself and exactly. just shut up? Right. And I know, that th- I know it was done on purpose, but they were laying it on really, really thick. And I just had to look past that... <laughs> There was, I mean, listen, I, it's a good movie. I like no, the movie. I, I like you. it. I, but it's funny hearing your complaints because those very complaints are the things, a lot of the things that make this movie endearing. <laughs> yes. So I like, can, yeah, I can see that too. That, that, like, yeah. The, I mean, the, bro, the, at the end of the movie, he doesn't even win the fight. Bro, you should win the yeah. fight, bro. No, I love that. <laughs> you know, I love a tragedy. But do you see how they kind of, they kind of just show you the winner without even talking about it like oh it's so good the ending oh is yes fantastic. it's so purposely yes. done but no everything obviously in rocky won he made it to the end he didn't get knocked out he won but he uh, rocky won right. Ro- yes the the amateur that didn't get knocked out by the pro wins well and he didn't lose any unanimous decision he got a split decision so one judge out of those three gave him the fight right right one of the most poignant scenes is when he goes to the uh, ring the night before and he sees the promoter in there and mm-hmm. I can't remember what his name is but he's like the trunks aren't the right color mm-hmm. he's like the fuck does, does it matter doesn't matter <laughs> like, it doesn't matter you're just here to get your face pounded right. in and it's just like so it, it, it sums everything up that you're talking about like mm-hmm. 
he's he's he worries about the wrong things. He's uh he's kind of self-absorbed, but he's a nice guy, but he doesn't know when to he just talks to fill the silence. Mhm. And he's only going to talk about himself because he really doesn't know anything else other than himself. Mm-hmm. And then she's such a mouse that she's not going to interrupt him because she's kind of probably not going on a lot of dates. But I think she's attracted to him. And the fact that he's talking to her might put her even more in a corner, like more of a of a mouse. But then when she finally does talk, she shows interest. She does care. But they're, they're both just such awkward people. Yes. That... And they have to show you that throughout the movie, otherwise the part two doesn't make sense. And and the ending of this movie, you're not going to care as much that he, even though he lost, he won. And I think there's yeah. more to the arena scene than that. Like, you know, the idea that here he is working as hard as he is, uh, putting in all this time and actually committing himself to a, a fight that he that nobody else has given him a chance in. Right. And they can't even get his shorts right. Like they, they don't <laughs> care about. It. It's not that he's necessarily self-absorbed. It's just that he has given everything he can to get to this moment and have a chance. And they don't even get his shorts right because all they care about is the fact that they're getting Apollo right. Creed to come in and punch him. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Because in the end, he's kind of also Apollo Creed. Is kind of like the get for Philly. Like here's the world champion, right? Mm-hmm. Who's not from Philly. He's probably yeah. from California. Mm-hmm. And he's in our city, and he's chosen our city as the backdrop for this fight. And he's th- he's the get. Rocky's nowhere near the get. Rocky's just the the lamb being thrown into the slaughter, which is kind of ironic that they show him fighting in front of Jesus, like in the very beginning. He's like the sacrificial lamb in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, and he fights back. You know, he 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 proves everybody wrong that he's not a bum. Because that's basically what it is. Mick calls him a bum. He calls himself a bum. Everybody calls him a bum. So he knows in his mind, I'm, he is a, I'm bum. a bum. And he knows that. He is a bum. Right. The only people that don't think he's a bum is Adrian. And Adrian. He stopped. Yeah. <laughs> and then he Mick stopped, eventually. He stopped being a bum. He stopped being a bum when he took the opportunity seriously. Right. That's when he stopped being a bum. Before that, he was a bum. And I don't think Paulie thinks he's a bum either. I think Paulie kind of looks up to him in a weird brotherly way. But he also tries yeah. to like cash in on his success. Yeah, like, he's he's about, definitely a leech. And that's kind yeah. of the Mick thing too, Mickey. Mm-hmm. I just felt like the way that he pops up only after the opportunity, it's like, oh great, opportunistic chance to just ride coattails cool i think they did that on purpose because he does show up right after the press conference yeah no it's definitely like not an accident you like my apartment it stinks that's that whole scene (laughs) it stinks it stinks like that but then cut me mick it makes you tear up i don't maybe after your fifth or sixth time watching this movie that it stinks scene is so necessary because when he runs outside to get him you don't hear any of their dialogue. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You see uh, a man who's lived his life and is defeated and knows that Rocky's right. And you see Rocky realizing, I need this man to do this. It's, it's, a, it's a big scene. It's the old, learn from my mistakes. Right. Right? Don't make these mistakes. 
Make I already <laughs> I already made them. Learn from learn yeah. from my mistakes. It's true. Right. It's it's a it's a very important part. That's a very useful thing uh that men can teach other young men. Mm. All their mistakes. Word. Mickey played by Burgess Meredith, by the way, which I I love Burgess Meredith oh, from yeah. the other thing I know him from. <laughs> what's that, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> he's the penguin from the old batman he show the he's awesome did you recognize adrian no she is michael corleone's sister in the godfather connie shut up connie and spinelli's in this movie too yes joe spinell is joe Gatso. spinelli is it spinell or spinelli spinell who's spinell who's, okay. who's spinell Still. He's he was... the lone shark. He's the the. Oh, no. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Take her out. Take her somewhere nice. You know. He's in Godfather. He's in it. Maniac. He's, he's in, in Cruising. Godfather. I love him. Anything he's in, he's awesome. He's popped up. He's a friend of the show. Oh he's yeah. Up. No, no I mean he he's been dead for twenty years, but he's definitely a friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pouring out some drink for him right now. He's so cool, man. I mean, in Cruising, he's not, but we'll we'll see soon. <laughs> what about the driver? <laughs> Take her to the zoo. <laughs> God, that guy's <laughs> awful. Such a dick. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Take her to the zoo, Rock. Uh, it's a heck of a does. cast, though, man. I mean, just I think pitch perfect if, casting. If you think that that was over the top, the the Take her to the zoo. No, I don't. <laughs> if, if, no, no. Perfect. If you're move, if you're watching this movie and you think that was over the top. Like, people wouldn't actually be that rude in real life. Come to Philly. Come to Philly. That's exactly <laughs> That's how the fuck we are. I've actually had that said to me. It's <laughs> real. Hey, go to the zoo. Hey, take it to the zoo. <laughs> uh, we all know what that means. Hey, uh, <laughs> George, how familiar are you with pro wrestling? Uh, a little bit. When you were a kid, like a baby, there's this guy, and you've heard of Hulk Hogan, I'm sure, but uh, yeah, I know. When yeah. you were a baby, Hulk Hogan, every fight that he fought was the first fight from this movie. Where mm-hmm. basically he would get the tar beat out of him and you'd think, oh God, this guy isn't very good at wrestling. And then he would drop the leg. And then he would Hulk up because the crowd would get him pumped up. Yeah, and right, then he'd right, drop right. the leg. Yeah. And he dropped the leg. But I mean, he was just doing Rocky. <laughs> what and the fuck kind of finishing move is that? It, dude, for <laughs> a guy who can't most wrestle. Electrifying. That's, that's so a most finisher. electrifying. Yeah. <laughs> that's a finisher for a man who doesn't know how to wrestle. That's what that you is. Know what right. I just, you know what I just realized? That's why the people's elbow is so good. Yes. <laughs> it's it's Hulk Hogan. Yes. It's it's an ode to Hulk Hogan. Abs- absolutely. I love it. But that's from a guy who's the could most electrifying yeah. move in world wrestling history. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Dude, it's so bad. You gotta do the big boot and then you gotta do the leg yeah. drop. And yep, then you the gotta, boot. Yes, I forgot about the boot. Gotta do the ear thing and the I am a yeah. I mean, even the I am a real American song has a vibe of like an eye of the tiger, which doesn't pop up till like Rocky Three, but it's all kinda oh, in the same ballpark. Right. Pop culture, hmm. man. Rocky changed a lot and like integrated itself into our understanding. I mean, to the point that you think it's a Philadelphia thing, but it's like the whole country. People in Philadelphia are obsessed with this movie. As you should be. I mean, it, you I know, mean, it makes your town look pretty good. It's the battle cry. Like, I was at an Eagles game a couple years ago where they did the... Uh, from Rocky Two. you'll hear Mick go, what are we waiting for? Right? Mm-hmm. They would 
play that in the stadium and the place would just start rocking and then they play the music and the night I was there fucking Sylvester Stallone was at the stadium oh yeah I guess they were filming not Creed it might have been Creed they were filming he was there and they put him on the big jumbotron Mm. and the place went ballistic yeah I'm sure didn't have to say a word they just saw his face it was awesome it almost makes me nostalgic, you know? Yeah, and you just saw it. <laughs> no, I mean, like, all these years, there's so many years have gone by where I just thought the Eagles were, like, terrible, and I hated them. Hmm. And... You still do. <laughs> yeah, I still think they're terrible, and but I don't hate them as much now. Right. Especially with... um, What's his name? He's on his way out. He plays center. Kelsey? He's he's Travis Kelsey's brother. Yeah. Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. Yeah, dude. Jason Kelsey is such a good dude. If you were old enough in the nineties yeah. to watch like the Buddy Ryan years mm-hmm. with Reggie White and Seth Joyner and mm-hmm. Eric Allen and all those guys, Randall Cunningham, you would probably like the team more. But you started watching around the Kotite years. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which my, was a, <laughs> No, I started Ray I started watching uh it was Andy Reid. Oh wow! So even after Ray and, and, and it was after McNabb, it was uh, it was Vic. Oh, right. they were it great was... then. You should have been happy. Yeah, they, been like, they were. Great. They were good. I'm they lucky were to good. live here with this team. It was actually real good. <laughs> the the team was pretty good, but like, you know, like Andy Reid looked like he like he's on the sidelines eating like seventeen. He looked like he ate Andy Reid. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this is our football coach. I'm cutting all this and... out because I love Andy Reid. Oh, come on. Don't cut it out. Don't cut my is, line out where Andy Reid looks like he ate Andy Reid. Yeah, <laughs> That's don't a good cut line. that out. <laughs> um, yeah, so Andy Reid's like literally he's got this play card in front of his face. And like, you know, there's, the me- there's, there's a menu on that there's card. Play- the yeah, exactly. There's plays <laughs> on the card, but really he's just like phoning in, you know, right. like his, his order for a cheesesteak. I mean, he's <laughs> he literally just all he does is eat greasy food. Right. Andy Reid. Well, he and eats so, greasy food and he wins football games. Wins football games. And now, and now he Unless eats you barbecue. Out of time. <laughs> and now he eats barbecue <laughs> right. and wins football games. Right. That was when I was coming in. No, seriously. Right, so you didn't care. That's how I was coming into football. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I, tr- I, I literally tried. I tried. And maybe if I had seen this movie, I would be an Eagles fan right now. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. The Super Bowl three years ago, four years ago, or whatever. Where the Eagles actually won, mm-hmm. I still hadn't seen this movie, right? <laughs> right, and that game was pretty much this movie. Oh man, <laughs> right. backup quarterback exactly. throw into yeah. the backup quarterback, yeah, BDN the quarterback man. calling the play, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know. I so it's cliche. I think, I think that's but why it really like, happened. <laughs> that's why I keep thinking about sports because I keep thinking of of Kelsey's speech um, on the steps of the art yes. museum. J- Hungry Jason dogs Kelsey run faster. This movie, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Well, he he isn't really because they, he's he but was he was speech, always a professional, but he knew exactly how to dial into this town by. And by I don't think he I don't think he was pandering either. No, he wasn't. He he's, wasn't. He's become he, it. He, yes. Yes. He might yes. not be from here, but he and dude, that is dude here. is tough as a box of yeah. nails. Like, like Kel- I mean, dude, Kelsey has. I don't. I, you'd have to look it up how many games in a row Kelsey has started. Like, he plays through injuries. Mm-hmm. He's like tough as shit, dude. Yeah, he's like uh, he's so tough. He's like, what's who's the guy? Uh, Cal, is it Cal Ripken? 
Was he the one that played like so many baseball games? Oh well, I mean, Coward, his baseball players are just. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> but honestly. he is like the Iron do, Man. He played like seven thousand games in a row. Yeah, or something do like baseball that. Like players really? I, you know, a football comparison would be Jason Witten. Okay, he's, you know, or Bo Jackson comparable playing two professional sports in the same season. Bo Jackson yeah. is an amazing athlete. But let's get back to uh, movies. Rocky. Yeah. Um. Well, anyways, moral of the story is. This movie reminds me of Philadelphia sports. I don't know why. Right. It's just well, it's a everything about movie this movie set brings, in Philadelphia. So, <laughs> I mean, it brings me back to sports, and it doesn't even bring me back. I mean, this is boxing, but it, all I can think of is the friggin' Eagles. Right. And because they and, kind of hijacked this uh, feeling. Yes. For their stadium. I don't think they hijacked the state. I don't think they hijacked the feeling. I think the feeling was already there. And, and yes, this movie but I mean, they play, they it. tap into it by playing the music, by playing scenes from the movie. Yeah, during yeah, yeah, their, yeah, 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 yeah. That's but what I mean. I think it's it's all in. But this, it's all it's yeah, in the DNA. Exactly right. Yes. Exactly. And now that I have seen this movie, I kind of wish I had seen it earlier, because I, then I could maybe root for my hometown football team, which I can't now because I've already written them off. Which sucks. Right. They're still but, in the hunt, man. Maybe this weekend you'll find yourself an Eagles fan. But it really does suck. Because that, that, that Buddy Ryan team that was like so blue collar and so just like just pin the ears back and play football. Like it wasn't glamorous. It was. Well, that's kind of how the Eagles are now. No, but they were good. They were phenomenal, <laughs> but they were they were <laughs> rough. Right, they were rough, and they were. <laughs> what are you laughing for, Dan? <laughs> oh, just they were. They're pretty good now, but Travis is like, no, no, no. no. I mean, but back like, then, they were actually good at football. No, now no, no. They, they're not. No, they're, they're not, not Reggie White. They're good. not good. Well, that's true. They're not that's good true. right now, though. They're not. They're Seth not. Byers they're good. not they're good. Not. Have you seen them play the game of football? I like, only that one I time mean, my team kicked their butts. That was the only game. The I only watched person I can think that embodies this movie is Brian Westbrook. When you hear Brian Westbrook talk, yeah. And he give he used to give his like pregame speeches and stuff. Like he is that corner coach for box like boxing where he's just mm-hmm. trying to get you up to the point where you can go out and just kill. Right now that's Brandon Graham. Okay. But well, I used to love watching him do this and I'm not I'm far from an Eagles fan. Me I, too. I literally cannot stand the Eagles because of sports radio and everything. Uh, but I I am a fan of some of the teams that have come through this city. Mm-hmm. But I'm not I'm never going to be like oh yeah I love the Eagles like I, I just can't. I don't I don't bleed green. I'll tell you that. No no no, not allowed to. I mean literally I would, we all w- bleed red. So go Chiefs. <laughs> go Chiefs. I know I know too many Eagles fans to be yeah. an Eagles fan. It's, sports radio ruined it for me. And I've been to other towns where the sports radio is obnoxious. But it ain't Philadelphia obnoxious. Are you talking about? There's two sports radio stations that kind of. It's compete. not the stations. It's the fans that call in. Oh, okay. I don't mind the stations. I don't mind the personalities. I can't stand the fans when they call in. Oh, that's every okay. market. You just need. Yeah, that. I know. It's don't every listen market, to those but... guys. They don't know what they're doing. Now, George. Very good. We've talked about before some of your pop culture history knowledge, a little bit lacking. So, just I'm going to ask sure. you a question. With it's not loaded at all. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do you know the dates <laughs> of the fight with Apollo Creed? Do I know Were it? you paying attention to when they actually had the, the fight? It was New Year's Day. Did you catch what mm. year the fight took place? Um, no, but I think 
the first date that flashed on the screen, which was Thanksgiving, or right before Thanksgiving, was 75. So it's January 1st, 1976. Which is when George Washington crossed the Delaware. The Delaware. So you've got the 200th anniversary and of the a United bunch of States. People. <laughs> bicentennial. And slaughtered the. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, bicentennial. So, mm-hmm. I mean, in Philadelphia, that's. I mean, because that's why you have the fight in Philadelphia, right? Like, it's all very. Yes. Continental mm-hmm. Army related, like, patriotism showmanship, right? Like, it's all. I mean, it's. It's kind of pro wrestling. Comes out dressed like George Washington. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was really awkward. What being dressed like George Washington? I thought it was pretty fun. Let me tell you something, brother. Uh, in about ten <laughs> years, that kind of showmanship's going to make people a lot of money. Yeah. And then a couple of big boots. Yeah. Well, I mean, Muhammad Ali was doing it before Hulk Hogan was doing it. Did he ever take it to that level? Kind of fast. He was a great like talker. He, I mean, Muhammad yeah. Ali. I know him as a great talker, but the pomp and circumstance of the entrances and the music right, and the right. costumes and stuff, uh, well, they weren't doing that in the late '60s, were they? I don't know. I, I think he was more of a showman in the ring. Like he would do like the windmill with his hands. Oh no, he was yeah, like the sucker punches and stuff. But he never. Cause actually, Apollo Creed does that punch, that Muhammad Ali punch at some point. But uh, yeah, not the costumes and the and the. The WWF entrances, yeah, the entrances are big. That's more wrestling, definitely. Jesse the Body Ventura type shit. Oh man, former governor Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> yeah. Let's not this take away from that man. This stuff will make you man. a sexual tyrannosaurus, just <laughs> like me. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> Yikes! I love him in Predator, so I'm gonna. I don't like the man at all. But he's one of my favorite Predator characters. Definitely. I have no. I mean, well, he's not my favorite commentator. That's about the only thing I can actually judge him on based on merit. So, right. not my favorite wrestling commentator. But no, you know, but they he can't have all a lot be of verbal JR. battles with Vince McMahon. So I enjoyed that because he did put Vince in his place many times. So good, guys. Yeah, we made it an hour into recording, and nobody talked about eating raw eggs. I'm proud of you. <laughs> The question is, has anybody tried it because of this movie? Well, obviously George hasn't because he's just just watched it. Um, I remember in college I was at a amateur stand-up show, stand-up like comedy show, and there was uh, there was a comedian who did a routine where, if I recall correctly, this might be Mandela, but we'll never know. That mu- that music was playing, and the dude actually drank one, one egg, raw egg, to, to get out. to get hyped up for whatever he was about to do. Mm. So I watched this movie with my six year old because he. <laughs> I told him I was watching a boxing movie. I basically I told him I was watching the movie they based Punch Out on, and he was like, "Oh, mm. I love Punch Out." Mm. <laughs> Actually, he told me, um, I'm not very good at Punch-Out, but I really like Super Punch-Out on the Super Nintendo, and so mm. I think I'll like this movie. <laughs> but there's no Mike Tyson in this movie. Well, you know, uh, he's never been to Mike Tyson because he can't get out of the first round. Uh, but right, he's six, right, right. so it's okay. We'll work on him. <laughs> That's okay. uh, but anyway, goals, goals. so he watched the movie with me, and we get to the egg part, and he sees it, and he just goes, why is he putting eggs in that mug? And I'm like, that's a glass. Why is he putting eggs in that glass? Is he going to make scrambled eggs? And I'm like, keep kind watching, <laughs> right? And he goes to drink it, and he just goes, <gasps> right? And then he... Doesn't he know about salmonella? Five minutes later, <laughs> right, the movie has moved on. He's just like, 
What if they took yellow food coloring and they mixed it in and they edited it so that it looked like he was drinking the eggs, but he really wasn't? I'm like, oh, that might work, but that's not what they did. He's like, did the actor really drink those eggs? <laughs> Ten minutes yes, later, yeah. after a break, he pops up again. How did he drink all those eggs without cooking them? <laughs> He's like changed forever. Like tomorrow, he's gonna wake up now, and he's gonna be like, "Hey, remember that movie we watched where the guy drinks the <laughs> eggs?" It's the only thing he's gonna remember from the movie. It's, it's equivalent to today. Uh, some somebody, some uh, soy boy, getting up and eating an entire roll of uh, cookie dough. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna do what Rocky did, but I'm gonna do it so it tastes good. <laughs> Yikes! He is young enough, yeah. though, my youngest, to where like the kissing parts, he's just like, oh. Ew. Yeah, oh, ew. Ew. well, it's ew oh. anyway. <laughs> it's, it's Stallone. <laughs> I don't want to see him making out. I mean, you guys, well, I mean, George doesn't know, but mm. before he did Rocky, I mean. Yeah, he does have what's a, up? a partially angry pickle. What's up? That <laughs> oh, Italian yeah. stallion, man. <laughs> hey, now. Isn't that the name of the movie, though? Although it's not on his IMDb page under that title. I just always thought that was what it was called. Yeah, I don't know what his porn name was. <laughs> I think he only did one movie, right? My understanding was only one, and it was not, maybe his portion of it wasn't hardcore or something like that. I don't. Right. Stallone's brother's in this movie. Who's his brother? He's, his brother Frank? is Frank Stallone. Frank's he's, in this movie? He's one of the guys singing in that acapella group. Oh, that's corner. hilarious. Bobby, Bobby Stallone. Frank Stallone. No, Frank Stallone's John, an actor. He's John in Stallone. Stuff. Generally, if Frank John. Stallone is in a movie, you know it's not a movie to watch. Right. Oof. Although he's in uh, Mask of the Red Death from the mid-80s, which is not a movie we'd ever do for this show. It's not right. good. Wolf. Oof. Also, Sylvester Stallone is going to be doing a TV show called Kansas City. Mm. And the article I saw about it said... It's about a mobster from like New York or Chicago or somewhere who moves to the last place a mobster would ever think to go, Kansas City, which I thought, okay, no one. <laughs> the Ozarks. No one seems to know Kansas uh, City history. Cause yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of that going on there. Yeah. Mm, no, it, a little bit. A little bit. We've had a, a thing bit. or two. You know, we had a couple yeah. of massacres here. We've had some stuff explode. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they touch on that in the Ozark. TV show. God, that show. I never did watch season three of that. Was it worth it? I don't know. It's good stuff. I I, I love it. I can't get enough of it. But that's because I like Jason Bateman. It's not really the show I like. He is good. He's so freaking good. I would I could listen to him read a phone book. He's he's the he's the main character, yeah. right? The guy from Arrested Development. Yeah, he just yeah, constantly. That's where like I know him from. He's making it up as he goes along. Like he's just yeah. He's kind of like, like for me, Jeremy Piven's another one I love. I could watch him in anything, even in bad movies. Mm. John Cusack's another one. I kind of like him in almost everything. He's not in any, in any bad movies. Cusack? He's been in a few. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know who, do you know who the writer is in this movie? No. I found out, I've seen this movie probably a hundred times. And... It's the first time I'm realizing, watching it yesterday, that Stallone did not direct this movie. <laughs> I always was under the assumption that he directed this movie, but he only wrote it. 
Stallone yeah. wrote the movie. He got an Oscar. He won what? an Oscar for best screenplay. It's a how did we script, not, man? How did we not start the podcast with that? Because <laughs> I wanted to see if you would mention. Yeah, it. we no. Yeah, yeah. It said written by Sylvester Stallone. What? Yeah, yeah, man. So when you were ripping on the beginning, well, not ripping on it, but you were kind of pointing out. That, I mean, this is, and I found this out during the commentary. He was told part of his contract was we're going to film that scene where he goes to collect the money mm-hmm. from the guy and he winds up letting him go. Yeah. Uh, that was the first scene they ever filmed. And the producers of the show, movie, said, we're going to look at the dailies. And if you're terrible in this, you're not, you're not going to play this character. <laughs> okay. Basically is what Stallone said. Like he was, he was given an ultimatum that if this isn't working... If they don't like the acting, if producers don't like what's on screen, that Stallone is being replaced in the movie that he wrote. <laughs> Which I think is fair. Yeah. I, I don't. It's a very shoestring budget. Too. I don't think that. It, yeah, I could tell. Yeah. I don't think that it needs to be Stallone for the movie to be know. great. I don't know if anybody else could play that character, though. After. I mean, Mark I've seen Wahlberg him do it six times. I think Mark Wahlberg <laughs> might be able to do it. I don't know if he could play the character of Rocky. I think he probably would have just played himself because he's kind of like Rocky <laughs> when he talks. He's kind of his delivery as an actor is not the best. So he might have been able to do it, but it wouldn't have been so characterized. I mean, Stallone kind of created such a character that people thought that was really how he talks. But he's not. Yeah, he's a pretty intelligent that's guy. That's not how he talks. No, he's no. He doesn't talk like this all the time. You know, you know. I mean, he created a character. Right. He doesn't have that that uh, inflection or that is it the word dialect. I guess I don't know what the like that that accent. accent? Like everything yeah. he does, his his movements like constantly look like he's punching things even when he's like just opening yeah, that a door. It was so weird, bro. But it was like it like, was natural to when me. When he's when he's like talking to uh Adrian through the door. He's, he's uh, like he's got like this like these punching motions that he's You doing. don't but air guitar sense. every time you talk to Meg? No. You don't sit there crimping sense. wires like uh no, pantomime I style. Mm-mm. I equate it to my sons. Yeah. They three I have three sons. Two of which are very fidgety. They're very, like when they're doing homework or whatever, if they're going over a test, studying, whatever, they always have to be moving things in their hands or flipping pages. Like they're always fidgeting. And I, and I, when I watched this last night, I started this first time I watched this when I've had kids. And I'm realizing that, okay, that's multi level to this character now. Does he have ADD? Does he have. You know, uh, is it, you have attention deficit, uh, all these different things. Like you don't know what is is something from childhood or from taking too many punches. Like does he have neurological <laughs> tics? I don't what know. What is that but... called? Uh, CTE. Is that what's called? Not that that's funny, but it's like, is he uh, ADD or is he? Well, I mean, has he been concussed too many times? It's possible. Or... It's possible. No, like they, yeah. That's I mean, later on in the series, they do say, you know, why don't you block these punches? Like, he, he kind of just comes forward and takes a punch to the face. That like, was he, another thing that I thought. He's when, blocking the punches with his face. In the beginning <laughs> of the movie, the fight, another thing I had to look past was 
he's not holding his he's not protecting his head right. with but his... he's not a skilled boxer he says that in the commentary he's he's playing that on purpose he's not a skilled boxer he's doing it cuz he has to live he's surviving he's not a skilled boxer and that's why mick thinks he he's not what he should be or he's not reaching his potential cuz he's just not uh doing the things that are necessary like i say to my kids when you play sports yeah, you might want to go out and play in the game, but if you want to be great at the sport, you have to be you have to be doing it all the time. You know, if you want to be an NBA player, you can't just go out on game day and play basketball. You have to go out on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, go in the driveway, do you know, three-point shots, do You got a pantomime you know, shooting every time you talk to a girl. That's just part of it now. <laughs> through a door. Through yeah. a door. I just think it's second nature for him and that's why he's doing it. Like, he's just kind of getting himself up. He's trying to, you know, almost like psyching himself up to talk to her. So the only way he knows how to psych himself up is to be in a boxing ring. It's weird. It is weird. But it makes sense. But it's okay. It's okay. Because I looked past it, and I I looked, <laughs> I looked past the very looked, deep character development. I looked past it <laughs> into the heart of this movie, and I love the heart and the core and what this movie stands for and what it is. Yes. I do like this movie. I love this movie. I do like it. It's very close to me. So where do we it's go from good. here, man? We're going to watch a movie. Well, we're tr- I'm trying to decide if we go somewhere different or we let you kind of see where this character goes a little bit. No, just, uh, just do whatever you want. Don't give me any autonomy like Dan says. Because I think the second one rounds a lot of things out for you. See, and I feel like this movie shouldn't have had a sequel, that this movie is perfect and they should stop here. Because anywhere you would go from here, I think, would be too... too Repetitive? F- too far outside of what could actually happen. Right? Like, at the end of this movie, as a challenger off the street, he put in a good effort and lost the fight and won his, his moral victory. And I that's about that. as good as you can get expectation wise it, it can't go up from here anywhere they go from here is going to be unrealistic it's and unnecessary true. that's not true it's not true <laughs> you you're at the budding beginning stages of their relationship i mean how many rocky movies are there like there's nine? six okay six that was close plus all five the Creed be, movies five can be skipped six is pretty good four is great for its time for what it is. Three. They're almost like Jason movies, but good. Like wow. they all have their Wow. Shots fired. I know. All, they all have their they all have their thing that make them great. So they're like the Halloween so, movies where it's like, yeah, Halloween two is okay, but really we would be better off if we never showed any of those movies besides the first one to George. That would be Rocky Five. You can be without that. Rocky, is that Jason Goes to Hell? Yeah. Rocky two is is enough of a different story and development. But it, yes, it, it it is about a rematch. But there's so much more. So hmm. if we don't watch it for the show, because rematches never happen in the boxing world. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm like, I don't know that much about boxing, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they happen do. all the time. Um, but it's more than a rematch. But we don't have to watch it. I mean, we we can watch Rocky too. 
but I don't think I'm gonna. I think I think after Rocky Two, we will probably move on to some greener pastures. I recommend watching it. Let's put it that way. Let's just do Rocky Two, but do it with enthusiasm. We're doing Rocky Two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So up next is a movie that uh, continues the story. So we will ro- watch Rocky Two, and you will get to see the development of these characters a lot more than you've already watched. I'm not sure that I want to see that, but uh, okay. Well, if you're going to have that attitude, then no, we won't do it. (laughs) Get your notes ready. Well, let's put it this way. We should watch it. I don't know how this- Whether you watch it for the show, I don't know. No, that's fine. We'll do do it for the show. But you did watch nine Jason movies. You can watch Rocky too. That's true. I can watch all six. Nine Jason movies as a mid-season special, not the first episode of the season. No, you're right. You're right. right. Um, I don't know, man. I don't see how this could get better. Okay. But if you say so- We did watch Godfather 1 and Godfather 2 as part of a regular season. We did. And Godfather 2 sucked. And yeah. And we watched Nightmare on Elm Street and Nightmare on Elm Street 2, and luckily, two, right. Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and was what? perfect. What? We did. We watched 1 and 2 in regular season. We watched Silent Night, comma, Deadly Night. And then we watched, and then we watched Silent Night, comma, Deadly Night 2 <laughs> while we were recording the episode yeah. just for the eyebrows. For eyebrows. Garbage, for garbage day. day. Garbage day. Garbage day. Yeah. yeah. I think I think our audience would not turn their nose up to watching probably the better of the two. It's like saying, uh, let's watch Alien and then not watch Aliens. Okay. Let's watch Terminator and not watch Terminator 2. Oh. I've never seen Rocky 2, guys. But I, I'm seeing who directed it and I'm intrigued. Let's watch Rocky 2, bro. Rocky 2. Let's do it. Now, this one takes like place said, in New York, like, right? He, he's left Philadelphia behind for the better city of New York. Is yeah, that they right? go to MSG. The better, yeah. I think it the play, better takes city. place in MSG. Oh, for real? I was just kidding. <laughs> I think it does. Oh, man. It might be Philly. No, it happens in Philly. Okay, it has good. to happen. I'm lying. It happens in Philly. It has to be Philly, man. Yeah, it's Philly. This is a Philly movie. Americans were not underdogs until Rocky, and then Philadelphia inspired us all. Yeah, it's definitely Philly. That's what I learned from our show tonight. What's that? That America didn't have underdogs (laughs) until Rocky, and then Philadelphia inspired us all. They kind of did. His name was George Washington, and never heard of him. Kind of, he was kind of counted out until he crossed the river and killed a bunch of British people (laughs) on Christmas Day. (laughs) He didn't actually kill them. Well, he kind of did. He he went over to kill them, but then they just you know, but then they gave him one hundred and thirty dollars instead of two hundred, and he let him go. Right. <laughs> uh. All right. Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us at Facebook.com slash Remedial Film Pod or at Twitter and Instagram at Remedial Film Pod. We'll be back next week with Rocky 2.